superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. He's the head coach of the New York Jets. He is Robert Sala. The mantra's all gas, no break. The the big thing I'll say is don't judge us on the past, but judge us on what we do from this day forward. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, ESPN senior writer Jackie McMullen. ESPN NFL analyst Louis Riddick. Coming up from NBC's Good Girls, Christina Hendricks. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air here on a, a Friday leading into Preakness Stakes Weekend. Uh, right here on uh, Peacock, where every day from 12 to 3 Eastern Time on NBC Sports on Peacock. And NBC Sports is the home of the Preakness Stakes that's going down this very weekend. And uh, the crazy thing is when uh, NBC comes on the air and the conversation is where Watching them run in uh, in uh, Pimlico, where, by the way, I, I once spent some time in the infield of Pimlico. Oh, boy. Are people going to run across the porta-potties again this year? Isn't that a I, thing I they do I don't there? know. If, I'm assuming that people going- will be let back in and what have you. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I once did a um, – I once, when I went to the Medill School of Journalism at uh, Northwestern University, and I did a piece on uh, the Preakness uh, at Pimlico – for the affiliate that was affiliated with my school, you know, a bunch of television networks, television outlets around the country couldn't afford to have a Washington, D.C. correspondent, so they would use us students, and right. our stuff would be done for, you know, school, and we would be graded on it for school, and it would actually show up on the air in these local TV outlets. So uh, there was a station in Cheyenne, Wyoming, that was affiliated with the Medill School of Journalism TV network or what have you. So I would do sports pieces for all of these stations because that's what I wanted to be as a sports broadcaster. And so I went to Pimlico and I did a, I did a, the horse race for the affiliate in Cheyenne, Wyoming, because they love horses. I said, took a stab. I'm like, you want me to do, you want me to cover the Preakness? Sure. So I did that and I covered the scene in the infield and I spoke to a bunch of, whole bunch of drunk people. That's basically <laughs> what I did. And one of those sound bites that I got was from some girl saying, I've been here a dozen years, and all my life, I've been here a dozen years, and I've never seen a horse. <laughs> she just goes to party? Wow. All my life, I've, I've been here 12 years, and all my entire time I've been here, all my life, I've never seen a horse. <laughs> so the Preakness, uh, the Preakness tomorrow so, will have 10,000 fans. I mean, that's that going to be seen. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great track, man. It's a great spot. Roll it there, uh, Mike uh, Hoskins. Five Eastern time, the second jewel of the Triple Crown, the Preakness Stakes right here on NBC Sports. Um, we're on NBC Sports Peacock. I like saying right here on NBC. NBC. Uh, five Eastern time. And I mean, I guess I'll be talking all about Medina Spirit. How's this horse gonna, How's this horse running? Right? Disqualified from winning the Kentucky Derby, correct? That's it. 
I don't know if that's a or or they're looking into it. Like, can yeah. we get can we get the second uh, batch of picograms back in time for tomorrow or what? So Medina Spirit is going on? is the favorite. It's nine to five, right? Right now, a little better than two to one, right? Uh, Bob Baffert's other horse in this race, Concert Tour, yes, is the second favorite. Five, at five to two, to, five, five to, to two, two. Yeah. five to two. Now, let's just say you're, you know, obviously this is a big moment for all the other horses and the owners in the race. Would you just to get in the the head of the jockey, obviously, because you're not getting in the head of the horse. Would you, if you were an owner, Chris, change your horse's name to 21 Picograms? <laughs> so like Midnight Bourbon? Just to make bourbon? a point, yeah, Midnight Bourbon. Midnight Bourbon just changes Just change it. <laughs> change it. You, Mid- could tell, so you, could still call, you could still call the horse the horse's name so they understand. Right. But just change it to 21 Picograms just to make a statement and troll everybody and get in the heads of... The trainers and the jockey and the well, owners. Bob Baffert is not going to be there. No, okay. <laughs> he is sitting this one out. Okay. Uh, but, you know, Mike Smith is a legend. Uh, yes. As is John Velasquez. So I don't know if you're going to get in the heads of those. I don't know. Those jockeys. You could do I'm it. not sure. But. Just get in the heads. <laughs> Down the stretch they come. Here comes 21 picograms. <laughs> and they're off and running. 21 picograms is a couple paces off. You know, I mean. Just to troll it. Horses get heckled. Do you, do you think NBC Sports is happy with my preview of the Preakness right now? Um, it's just We're talking about they're it. Gonna, they're, that's, how are you not going to? Of course we're going to talk about it, about it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the whole country was just like, what the hell's happening? Bob yeah, Baffert showed up, showed up on... Uh, Everywhere. Uh, and Well, not here, but... <laughs> We didn't, I guess we didn't call. I mean, when, once he was on Dan, that was... He was on Fox and he was Friends. On Dan and, and like, right, and talk yeah, about cancel culture. Shows, yeah. Saying that his horse was being canceled in cancel culture. And I, as I said here, it's like cancel culture. It's called being responsible for your actions. And then he's just like, I don't, who put the bomb on? Like he's Jackie Childs, right? Who put the bomb on? And everyone's saying he looks like Will Ferrell's character in Eastbound and Down, like the car salesman guy. So, I mean, you it's, know, he's got it's, a look. It's kind of a mess here, man. I get it. You know. That being said, we're going to bet Medina uh, Spirit, right? Why wouldn't you? The horse is probably <laughs> hopped up on something. Right? And right? His, his mother was a mugger. We're just going to, you know, box the back. Are they going to make sure nobody's peeing on the hay filled with some sort uh, of, you know. That story. You know. <laughs> I mean, like the attendant was on cough somebody's, syrup. Somebody's taking fertility drugs and, and then just peeing on the hay, and now the now the horse is running like secretariat. What the hell? <laughs> I just want to sit back and watch a race. Me too. Are you gonna are you gonna lay some harder in American dollars? Well, down? I'm gonna do some. Uh, I'm gonna do some research and probably put some. Let's do it down tomorrow. You want to do it? Let's go. Yes, my kids love a horse race. They love it. They can't get enough of it. So we'll watch it. And they want to have something on it, like Robux for that schmecky Roblox game that they're totally addicted to. Robux. My children are addicted to this video game on their iPads. And so, you know, we're trying to limit all this time. So, like, if daddy makes money, Robux for the kids, man. <laughs> teach, them, teach them how to be addicted to a video game properly by paramutually betting them into what they're looking for. Best dad ever. I will teach my children how to be properly addicted to a video game and bet on ponies. 
I'll watch the pre-show coverage tomorrow and text you guys some And so how do I tell my kids that I need their Robux back because some horse popped for (laughs) betamethasone? What do you tell your kids there, huh? Sure. I'm not sure how you explain that to a seven-year-old. Well, I mean, you're the one who's saying they should watch Castaway, so what the hell am I asking you for? (laughs) That actually just happened, by the way, (laughs) in the Peacock-only segment for our radio listeners at the end of the second hour, because it's the director, Robert Zemeckis, or as people around here in Hollywood call him, Bob, and um, the man who brought you such great films like Who Framed Roger Rabbit and All the Back to the Futures. Back to the Futures. Castaway, and what's the other choice for that you've got here on our poll question today? Oh, um, you made the poll question. Forrest Gump. Forrest, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. What let, a me movie. Ex- let me explain my reasoning as that. And so you're like, reasoning. you're going to show your kids Castaway, no, and like with the should I leave out the plane crash or the marooned Ooh. on an island or where your your tooth is yeah. decaying to the point where you got to use a uh, 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 the, uh, <laughs> the blade skates. of a figure skate to. Jam it out yourself and scream. What do we do? And by the way, this is my son. Just so you're aware, this is my oldest son who is, you know, perhaps more attuned and ready for this movie than any of he's my close. three children. Yeah, I close. know. Who had to put down Lord of the Flies after attempting to read the first chapter of that book. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's that's so it. that's, that's it. about kids on an that's island it. themselves. That's an intense book. Well, look, beyond all of those things that you did say about Castaway, it is a movie about uh, redemption and perseverance and never giving up hope, which are all three important lessons in life. also showing my children that if I'm marooned on an island, maybe mom will get remarried. Spoiler alert. (laughs) To Mr. Big. Mr. Big. <laughs> Look, I, I brought up Will You Show Your Kids Castaway because in the last will year... Will You Show Your Kids Castaway? You have been showing your kids all kinds of new movies. Like what? The war with a war on Grandpa? I mean, that's kids. Yeah, exactly. What are you talking about? No, saying, we showed we showed we showed them. Been watching uh, new movies, new old figures, movies. which is an excellent movie to show with kids. By the way, here's the deal: show them the trailer and see if it passes the trailer. No way! No way! What do you mean? Show the trailer. I have to look the trail now. There's no way. To By the way, probably, also my 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 youngest son Cooper, who's ten, he cannot stand uh, any plot in which there's a misunderstanding. Like a simple misunderstanding. Like any name any plot where somebody they think somebody's done something bad and and something's happening from that and Not how are they going to put this whole you know how are they going to get this thing fixed by the end of the episode? He can't. He runs out of the room like he would run out of the room uh, 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 over a Three's Company episode. <laughs> Like when Jack Tripper said something that got misconstrued, and then Mr. Roper. What do you mean? Of, How what do you mean? What do you mean? You're, you just peered into my window. Like he can't handle that. I'm not showing him Castaway. All so right. let's move okay. on. Fair. By the way, the trailer. I mean, showing him Forrest the kids, Gump. The kids Forrest, wouldn't watch the movie. Forrest Gump might be more appropriate. All the Vietnam War scenes are particularly intense in that movie. Yeah, they are. Show him Rocky. Yeah, that's intense. Before Castaway, Rocky's kind of slow. Rocky's a love story. Rocky's again, you got to get things. I showed him, again. I showed a miracle, and it was a long movie. It was yeah. long. Rocky's a little slow. Blindside was like two hours long. They kind of were like, a, a, you know, towards the end. What about uh, they were scared by Lou Holtz too, just like most people would be. What about Perfect Storm? <laughs> you could get out of that right before perfect the end. Perfect Storm. The perfect Storm. What's the matter? You with don't you? have to show him the it. end. Stop it! Now you're just doing I mean, this just yeah. for the effect. Come on, stop it. All right. Stop it. All right. They have to stop before the end. 
Spoiler. But who framed Roger Rabbit? You could. No, I think that that's still also a little edgy. Well, I mean, the end where yeah, you know with the goop good. and all that business—that's okay. kind of crazy. So. I'm just trying. To I help. might not be the right one to, to to jump in here because I was watching like Bachelor Party on a like a scrambled screen when I was 12. So I think our generation scrambled. <laughs> Remember screen. that? Like Please. you had to. It was like, oh, yeah. and yeah. you had to sit there and just kind of try to watch HBO. I had or a side business. To Cinemax take filters from the. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was before the black you're box. You're trying. You're trying to make heads or tails of <laughs> Shannon Tweed through that. Is that what you're yeah. saying? To this day, Rich. <laughs> no, <laughs> to this day. Great. Tony Katane and Rich, rest in peace. Yeah, oh, oh, by the way, right. I heard man. she passed away. That's horrible. Tony Katane helped usher me into puberty at one point. <laughs> oh, you know that microphone in front of you yeah, is on, right? Yeah, I'm mean, just rest in peace. You are aware that when you speak into this microphone, others hear you, and it's potentially internationally heard yes. through our Tawny podcast. Tony Katane was as required. a young man. She was someone who I'd like, I like. She was like one right, of your first crushes. All right, we can now, All right actual soon. sports, Rich. We have two. two so we have two big. Uh, Don't NFC, act like she wasn't yours. NFC North quotes here. Uh, Matt Lafleur on his new quarterback Blake Bortles. He led his team to the AFC Championship. They almost knocked off the Patriots. That's true. Okay. What's wrong about that? No, those are all facts. I just don't think that's the quarterback he wishes he heard from right now. <laughs> and uh, well, just look, can, can you hold on a second? Can you well, let's not just skate off of this? Can you blame Matt Lafleur for potentially trying to talk up Blake Bortles? Can <laughs> no, you blame him? No, I can't. Can you blame anything on Matt Lafleur right now, other than the uh, fact? I mean, honestly, you know, I know he took Aaron Rodgers off the field in the fourth quarter of an NFC Championship game. Don't forget, this is year two for this guy too. And he is absolutely, um, you know, a terrific NFL coach. I think, you you know, obviously having Aaron Rodgers would helps cover things up and how you're able to, you know, win with him. But the fact is, is that he came into a new situation and it has been spectacularly successful. And I think he has proven his mettle here. And and I think and I think he won't make that same mistake again if he's ever so fortunate to be in a situation like he was last time in the NFC Championship game, removing his goat quarterback off the field to try and live for another day, despite his defense playing as well as it did in the second half against Tom Brady. Okay, so let's put that aside. But could you imagine you're sitting there on draft day, getting ready for draft, and you know whatever the hell's going on in your own building, and then it's all out there. All of your dirty laundry has now been put out there on ESPN and NFL Network and everywhere that this is on. It's all out there. And your phone rings, and you look down, and it's your buddy Kyle Shanahan. And you look down at your phone. Okay, Kyle, you know, you're probably probably not even going to guess, is Kyle going to really go there with me? Is he really going to go there with me? And Kyle goes there with him. Hey, man, I can't for my own, you know me, I'm just paraphrasing. It's not like I know this. But he he told the story, Kyle Shanahan, on this show. Hey, man, can't can't wake up tomorrow seeing that he's on another team in Aaron Rodgers without me asking you, is it is it appropriate for John Lynch to call Goody, which is what he said here on this show. Facts. How do you handle that if you're Matt LaFleur? Hey, man, it's, it, it really is akin to, and I'll, I'll say it, and, you know, this is not what Kyle Shannon was saying, but it, it's kind of akin to, hey, you know, I'm I'm hearing you and your wife are not doing well. Is it all right if, you know, I lob in a call? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Am I wrong? Wow. You know, I mean, I don't think it's apples to apples here. I, because, I, but you're talking about your business. This is your life. You're a head coach in the NFL. This is your business. 
I can't wake up tomorrow and find out that you're, you know, that that she's free and. I know. I mean, it's it's it it's not clearly apples to apples. I'm just saying that is a tough phone call for Matt Lafleur to receive, and basically he told him it's not going to happen. Pound sand won't happen here, and now he's just seeing all of this stuff, and I can't imagine all of this stuff that's being said on this show to me and by me into this microphone is entirely 100% what is really happening. It's all speculation, a lot of it, from what's coming from me and what I'm hearing and what I say to everybody here is what I hear and what I think is happening. But, you know, I am i don't have boots on the ground. I wasn't there, the you know, from last year's draft all the way to this current day. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing, what I'm saying. What, from Matt LaFleur now to be out there and saying, you know, what's he supposed to say? I know Blake Bortles isn't, you know, isn't Aaron Rodgers. Do you think I want to go here? Go, go ahead, Mike. Do me. What were they really thinking right here? This is <laughs> this is great. Get your other quote ready. Christine Hendricks is coming yeah, up. Yeah, okay, yeah, go yeah, for it, Mike. This is this is this is too this is too good in my mind. Because what did he say about Blake Bortles, Chris? Oh, uh, he, he said, said he, uh, you know, he almost won this. Went to the Super Bowl. He almost beat the Patriots. Okay, go for it. What were they really thinking? Do you really think I want to play with Blake Bortles here? (laughs) Who here? Raise your hand. Raise your hand here in the gathered media at Packers rookie minicamp. Anybody here think I want to play with Blake Bortles? You? You? Anybody here? Of course I want to play with Blake Bortles. But if I have to play with Blake Bortles, guy went to the uh, AFC Championship game. If Stephon Gilmore didn't knock that ball away, guess what? Jaguars are in uh, in the pink. They could have gone to the Super Bowl easily. Easily. And then what happened? They went to crap. Things can change here in a heartbeat, meaning Aaron Rodgers could walk in here next June, you know, in, in a couple weeks. We don't know. Do you know? Anybody here know? Do you know what my life has been like the last <laughs> few weeks here? Do you understand what I'm going through? My best friend, Kyle Shanahan, calls me up, wants to know if my quarterback's free, and I got to tell him the pound sand. You all think that I blew it in the NFC Championship game, leading to Aaron being all pissed off? We're fine. We're fine. Are you fine? I'm not fine. Blake Bortles is not going to be my quarterback this year. <laughs> that's what he's really thinking. All right, so before it was asked for <laughs> that's, a... Uh, that's the end scene, by the way. And scene. Asked for a progress report on Aaron Rodgers. Ah, yes. What do you have to say about that? Quote, I've got nothing new to update. We still obviously feel the same way. We want him back in the worst way. (laughs) I know he knows that, and we'll continue to work at that each and every day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what my life's been like? He knows it. I want it in the worst way. Jordan Love's not ready. He could be. Maybe he can be. I'm going higher register on all you all right here. You really compared it to calling about someone's wife. <laughs> <laughs> what, one of those calls might find you. You might find yourself like on the side of a road, though. <laughs> yeah. This is crucial business for this man. Aaron Rodgers not returning. There are two ways that this can go. Three. Aaron Rodgers not returning. One. The one that we all assume. Absolute, total, complete poop show. Awful. Jordan Love not ready. Put in there way too soon. Blake Bortles. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Week one. Week one. Do you think, (laughs) do you think, what, just, just, this is a rhetorical question. 
especially to you folks here and regular consumers of The Rich Eisen Show. What do you think Cameron Jordan would do to Jordan Love in his first career start? (laughs) Do you think Cam Jordan views that as fresh meat? What do you think? What do you think Sean Payton will get that crew thinking on the defensive side of the ball going into that game? What do you think? Like Shawshank. Okay. Fresh. All right. Fresh. Barbecue Fresh. chicken is shattered. So, uh, uh, so, uh, I will just, that's a rhetorical question, and that is the way in which it's a total, complete poop show. Okay? The other way it can go is Jordan Love comes out and all of a sudden takes the complete and total pressure off of the situation because he's dynamite. He walks into the Superdome and actually carves oh. up the Saints, and they're 1-0. And he shows up to the podium afterwards saying, you know, I appreciate the opportunity. And, you know, I, I know Aaron's not here right now, so I'm trying to do my best. And I appreciate everything. And he just goes high, just high class. That's the other. That's the opposite end of it. And then there's something that might be the third option, which is anywhere in between those two monster extremes. I'm not telling any tales out of school. Those are three options right there. Total complete poop show. Unbelievable, like, wow, he is that good. I'm hearing, again, from all the evaluators. I talk to all the evaluators. I hear what they say off camera. I hear what they say on camera. The sense that I get, okay, I will say, I won't put the name to it, and I know this is kind of crazy because he didn't think that I would be saying something like this into the microphone. Just, you know, in the last several days, somebody who knows quarterbacks, knows the evaluation, says to me, Jordan Love isn't even as good a prospect as the five guys who were drafted in the first round this year. That's what people are saying. So, when you hear, hey, how's Aaron doing? We want him back in the worst way. Blake Bortles is here, huh? Yeah, well, Blake damn near went to the Super Bowl. That's the answers you get from Matt LaFleur. Meanwhile, at Bears minicamp, Justin Fields, quote, from the get-go, I could tell the love from the Chicago Bears fans and how passionate our fans are. Put a pin in that one, please. Put a pin in that one. We'll hit that after Christina Hendricks of Good Girls and Mad Men when we come back right here on this edition of The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed 
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You told a story about the genesis of All Right, All Right. Yes. All Right. Yes. Would you please tell that story? Here's where that comes from. So, okay. Days Confused. Yes. Genius film. I'm in the right bar the right time. Mm. And a guy goes, hey, you ever done any acting? You might be right, just right for this part. <laughs> Legendary cast director and producer, Don Phillips. And I said, yeah, I was in a middle light commercial for about this long, but you know, maybe I'm, I'm in film school at the time. And he goes, well, come to this address. You might be just right, pick up the script. I go down, I pick up the script. There's three scenes with three lines. And one of the lines is Wooderson out front of the pool hall. The girls walk by, he checks her out going by, and uh, his buddy said, man, you got to cut that out. You're going to go to jail for that, Wooderson. Wooderson steps forward and says, no, man, that's what I love about those high school girls. I get older, but they stay the same age. <laughs> Legendary line. I call it a launch pad line. Nice. Like, you're going to say, unpack anyone, any character who says that and believes it, we can write a book on that guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of the lines. Mm -hmm. So I go work on those three lines for three weeks. Um, I come back. And they do what's called a makeup and wardrobe test, meaning they're shooting another scene one night. I'm just going to show up. Director's going to step off the set and come and look and go, mm -hmm. great. I approve. Well, he comes and looks. He goes, geez, this is Wooderson. It's great. He goes, listen, uh, you're not scheduled to work tonight, but we're over here at the Top Notch drive through And you think Wooderson might want to pick up on the redheaded intellectual, Jake? <laughs> and I'm like, sure. <laughs> and he goes, want to shoot it? I'm like, sure. So I go get in the car. <laughs> I shoot my first scene ever in a film. Of your career? Of my career. Mm -hmm. And um, I had been listening to a lot of 70s rock and roll at that time. And there was a certain live recording of a Jim Morrison concert in like Amsterdam or somewhere where he barks at the crowd, all right, all right, all right, all right, four times real aggressively, though. I'm not thinking about that, but this comes back. So I'm in the car and I'm like, who's my man? I'm nervous. I'm about to hear after, who's my man? Who's Wooderson? I said, well, I'm about my car. And I go, well, I'm in my 70 Chevelle. Yes. There's one. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm about getting high. I said, well, Slater's riding shotgun. You know he's got a Dubois rolled up. <laughs> There's two. And I said, and I'm about rock and roll. And I said, well, I got Nugent Stranglehold in the eight track, man. There's three. And I hear action. And I look up. And in my mind, I go, and I'm about chicks. I got three out of four. Let's go get the fourth. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that was it. So First confused. words I ever said on screen. First words I ever said. And that was the three affirmations of those three things I had. When they were, there we go. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for our entire show archive. 
844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show, back on our radio network and our simulcast. Big fan of the show Mad Men. So when we heard Christina Hendricks was ready to promote her new, her fourth season of her show, Good Girls, and appear on the Rich Eisen Show, the answer was a most immediate yes. <laughs> Joining me now is one of the stars of Good Girls. She is uh, on this program currently in season four that airs Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern on NBC. She is Christina Hendricks. How are you, Christina Hendricks? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing for better for talking to you. I just told you before I hit record on the Zoom, I am a fan, so I don't care who knows it. I, I want to <laughs> share that. Um, you know, honestly, uh, and I'm sure you hear this quite a bit, that your work in Mad Men was spectacular. And um, I, I'm assuming you hear that quite a bit, despite the the success of, of Good Girls on NBC. I imagine that's what you get quite a bit. Right? It's nice. I mean, people are still watching the show. I think people uh, rewatched Mad Men during the pandemic. I think it was a big, you know, a big one for people to go back to. Right. And so, um, you know, it's funny. I've had I can't show you. I don't have it right here. But my my logo of my show is me running in a suit and tie. And I've had John Hamm on the show. And he thought it was a very Don Draper sort of silhouetted look like falling out of a building. So um, I do appreciate you know the finer things of what your show was all about uh when did you first get a script for that when did you first have that uh fall into your world christina Hendricks? it was um it was pilot season and and for those who don't know what pilot season is it's when mm -hmm. all of us actors rush out trying desperately to get a job for that season and it used to be that you would sort of cast all the new shows at once. It's changed over the years. Now there's mm -hmm. different seasons and streaming and all that. So it's changed, but it used to be, if you don't get a job in this two months, you're not going to work for the, the rest of the year. So it's right. a lot of pressure at this time uh, of year. And it was one of many scripts that got sent to the house. And, and uh, so many of the scripts that you read are similar. You think, Oh, there's that, that medical one, there's that, this, and this one stood out. Everyone was talking about, oh, did you read this period piece? It's so interesting. It's so different. It's so smart. And um, so I just went and auditioned like, like all my other auditions. And I just, I think I just wanted it really, really badly. Well, um, the pilot, I remember blew me away where again, it's not really much of a spoiler alert because it's been out for quite some time and people should see it anyway. But, you know, where you see the character of Don Draper sort of live the life of a single man in New York City and the life of uh, an advertising executive of that time. And then he goes home to his wife and that was the end of the first episode. And I sat there, I'm like, okay, this show is quite different. And I'm wondering if you had a similar reaction and, and whether your character at the time, you you knew the direction that your character was going to go in or allow you as an actress to go in with your character at the time. I didn't I didn't know much at the time. And, and Matt will be the first to say that the Joan character was supposed to just be a recurring character that would show up every once in a while and sort of help describe exposition in the show and just help sort of move, move the story along. And and um, he liked what I did and and he liked the Joan and Peggy character together. And it, he started to see something with the dynamic of those two characters that led it to be a much more important role in the show, thankfully. And, um, you know, at the time, I, I only I think Joan was in maybe three scenes in the pilot. That's it. So it was me just trying to piece together who this person was like, OK, she's 
she seems kind of bossy. She seems kind of in control. She's clearly had sex with a couple of men in the office, (laughs) like trying to sort of get any little bit of information I could and turn that into something. Um, And uh, then, and I do remember Matt Weiner, the creator of the show, he said early on, um, you're going to get lots of stuff with uh, Roger Sterling. Oh, I was like, yes, because that's the one guy I know on the show and he's really good (laughs) because none of us knew each other, you know. So you knew John Slattery going in? I didn't know him as a person, but I was a fan of him. Okay. Yeah. Because that, to me, his character was like um, cotton candy every time he showed up. Like the scene was that much better when his character showed up on it because he was laugh out loud funny. And then the way you all guys all played together was phenomenal. I, I just loved everything about his character. It's interesting that you were drawn as well to. Yeah. To I lo- well, I, John does such a, one thing that John does that I love so much is that so many times you could watch a show and, and a character will say something funny and you know, it's because the writer wrote something really funny, Right. but John always played it that he knew Roger knew it was funny. Right. It was like, Roger has a really great sense of humor. Roger tells these great jokes. It's obviously Matt Weiner, you know, in an office somewhere writing these very clever things. But John always played it that it was so personal and that he he was cracking himself up. And I think that was so charming. I have Christina Hendricks here on the Rich Eisen Show. I met John Slattery on a plane once. And I'm uh, outside of what I'm doing right here, the host of NFL Network. And he was a Giants fan. And he was kind of, we we, we kind of hit it off on the flight. Do you have any sports uh team or did you grow up anywhere where you were following sports play sports in any way shape or form christina do you have any connection so to that? new york city ballet counts <laughs> yes new york city ballet. I, I can imagine that was a very competitive and i imagine it was a very competitive cutthroat winning environment i imagine well, must I, have been. Mean, I i i don't know a lot about sports i didn't grow up in a sports family i grew up with um, sci-fi nerds as a brother and a dad. Um, so I grew up on Cosmos and Star Trek. <laughs> so you a little knew, bit of a different way. <laughs> so you knew more about Carl Sagan than Carl Lewis is basically what you're That's saying. Exactly right. <laughs> Star Trek. So what's your favorite Star Trek episode then? What's your what's your favorite one of those? Do you remember that or no? Uh I don't, I don't remember. I always, I remember uh, always enjoying when they went to a planet, when they got off a spaceship and it was like some sad paper mache rock, you know, and it was, I was always like, oh, thank God they're off that I love ship. that. So you, you, that's the way you grew up. Fantastic. Yeah. So tell me about uh, Good Girls. What are you, what you, what are, attracted you to this project, uh, Christina? At all? It was, you know, a big decision to, to, choose a new series to go on to after Mad Men. I took, you know, a break and did some films and and did guest spots on other things, but I wanted to make sure I was really, really intrigued by something before I signed on to what could be, you know, quite some time. And I just loved that it was drama and comedy at the same time and that it was weird and quirky and what seemed like real kind of dialogue between people. And it just Mm -hmm. felt very modern and fresh and I thought I could do this for a while. I think I could contribute something here. Well, season four. So you have been doing it for a while. I mean, that is, it's kind of, it's kind of a, it's kind of rare to, to have now two shows that have uh, a nice run in this day and age, certainly when there's so many different things that you can watch. That's pretty cool. There's so much content out there and so much good stuff. Um, And I do think we found our place in the world, you know, in our, in our quirky, groovy little spot. And yeah. 
uh, before Mad Men, I was on series that only went one season. So this is. <laughs> you're on a roll. You're on a roll, basically, is what you're saying. You're on a roll. Well, uh, before I let you go uh, on my show, we have something called Celebrity True or False, where I have some facts that are out there on your uh, Wikipedia, IMDb pages and things like that, that I need you to, if you don't mind, confirm okay. as to whether true or false. Yes, okay. clarify. All right. Okay. So you're Celebrity True or False with Christina Hendricks. Celebrity, true or false? You can't handle the truth. You tell me if this is true or false. For the Academy Award-winning movie American Beauty, your hand appears in the movie poster holding the rose. Is that true or false? True. What's the deal behind that then? <laughs> I used to be a model. And one of the gigs I got was to go and shoot a movie poster. I had no idea what the film was. And there were two models, myself and one other. And we did different versions of her hand and her stomach and my stomach and her hand and my hand and both. And my hand made it in and her stomach made it in. So your that was it? Your 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 hand was were you a hand model as well, other than just or just what I mean, what I did gigs a, on that? I did a few gigs where I did some hand modeling. I was a ballet dancer, so I guess I know how to move my hands in an okay. fashion. Right. Um it was just I, a plain old gig. I probably got paid a hundred bucks or something. I was just thrilled to have a job. Didn't know what American Beauty was going to be. And then finally saw it. And I was like, hey, that's my hand. That's, <laughs> so you're just, you know, you see on in trains and uh, on the on the sides of buses and and uh, bus thought, stops. I thought very little about it for a very long time. And then at one point I said something to my brother and, and he goes, oh, yeah, my sister's hand is American Beauty. And everyone was like, wait, what? You just never dropped that. I was like, it was just one of my games. I got. Go very good. You 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 have to own that, and I'm glad that that's that's actually true because that's wild. Um, <laughs> next one, you have five soundtrack credits on IMDb, including the 65th annual Tony Awards when you perform side by side. Is that a is that a true credit for you as well? That is a credit. Yes. Okay, so I mean that must be uh, an like one of your favorite credits. I must imagine is that you get to perform something like that as opposed to other things. And that includes hand modeling for Academy Award movie <laughs> posters, but right? It was when, it, I mean, I grew up doing musical theater in a small town and I grew up studying ballet. And so to do a Sondheim show at Lincoln Center and then get to perform at the Tonys, I mean, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. That's cool. Probably one of my proudest moments. Okay. Uh, is it true that on the set of Mad Men, the cast did drink alcohol, but the cigarettes were not real? Is that true? No, no. There was uh, caramel colored water or vodka water. Okay. Um, I'm sure I can I can confirm that we shared beers at the end of the day sometimes. Okay. So the, the there was never any sort of real actual on screen throwing one back that never actually happened no we have to memorize lines and act and do all sorts of things and the cigarettes by california law have to be an herbal cigarette so they are also not but they are still disgusting and we had to smoke five billion of them yeah ham said it tasted like a mixture of smoking pot and soap is what he said <sighs> that that seems like a high praise okay <laughs> It was know. that bad. It was that it's it was literally that bad. It, Smoking this. Well, here, you know, you you also gotta remember sometimes on a Monday morning we would be on set at 6 a.m. Right. You would rehearse and then there would be a sea of secretaries and advertising guys, and they'd be like, All right, rolling. 
and everyone would take out their fake cigarette and light it. And it's just at 6 a.m. with the smell filling the air and everyone's mouth filled with that. Yeah. Very unpleasant. And last one for you. The scripts for Mad Men were followed verbatim. No improvisation and any changes had to be discussed with Matthew Weiner first. Is that, is that true? That is true. Never once, huh? You had to hit it. Nail it certainly it. didn't come at him. It might, I, I remember one day, I think Matt was directing the episode and there was just a scene where uh, John Slattery walked through the room, had to do a bit of a walk and talk and walk towards me. And I was in the background having a conversation with another employee. And Matt said, just say like some office business stuff. <laughs> I think we tried two different lines and he was like, no, 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 no don't do that. Please don't do that. So even our background um, ad libs didn't make it in. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, it all worked out, and I, I just think it's really, it's really neat to you know have met you and to find out that you know you have a, a similarity to your character and the fact that you made something of your opportunity that it was supposed to just be sort of like a uh, a character here and there, and she became such an integral phenomenal uh character in in the show that earned you multiple emmy nominations so congratulations on that and also on good girls thank you so much it was really you, nice to meet you right back at you anytime you want to come and promote anything we'll we'll talk star trek or whatever you want cosmos or <laughs> i'll more. do a little sports research How about okay that? there you go well you know <laughs> you can have sports true or false and I'll, I'll tell you what's true or not you know that sounds get, good. Get. christina hendrix right here on the rich eisen show check out new episodes of good girls sunday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Good times, everybody. Good times. Let's take a break. When we'll come back, Justin Fields has spoken in uh, Chicago rookie minicamp. Uh, we got mini camps, mini camps, and then we'll get you set for the weekend right here on the Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Best of the week. 
how did you go about it? Did you have like a list of I'm going to hit these people and I'm going to get them handled? Or how many plates were you spinning trying to re-sign everybody? We didn't prioritize any one over the other. We kind of prioritized every one of them. It kind of felt like uh, the Seinfeld episode. As soon as we got one done, we'd ring the bell and, uh, and have another one and mark it up on the chalkboard. Does that make you the Lloyd Braun of general managers, if I'm not mistaken, based on your analogy? <laughs> Who does that make Costanza's dad? Is that Arian's Costanza's dad in the garage? Yeah, maybe you could say that. Although I, I will steal George's dad's line of serenity now. <laughs> Do you have the schedule yet? Do you have it? You can tell me. You know, I'm not going to pry because you know I'm the host of that show. I don't even have it yet. I do, okay. but you know how this works. They they give you the email with about 30 warnings that if you leak it, there'll be serious uh, ramifications. There's only three people I think that have the schedule in our department. That would be myself, Coach Reed, um, and Eric Stone Street. So <laughs> you can do at least protect me a little bit here sure. so I don't get in trouble. Um, any information you need Chiefs related, just, just give Eric a text and and that way we'll keep it clean. What do you start combing your schedule to look for when you first grab one as a Pro Bowl running back? I just look and see how many games are late in Lambeau. You're thinking cold um, weather? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're thinking yes, about? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> see how many. There's a lot of home games in Lambeau in December and January. Let's play ball. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the cold weather. Welcome to what we like in Lambeau. We have all seen the news this week about the, the club, the Vegas-type club with what I assume is Mike Mayock generally managed bottle service. We have the DJ for you. We just need your help to get Mike Del Tufo the gig. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but this could get po- folks riled up, and if Del Tufo, what, you what, know people Mike... people drinking drinks and not paying attention to the game? That's what <laughs> well, maybe you get a you get a false start by the, the you know your opponent out of this thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so Del hey, Tufo could spin I'm the I'm all in, Rich, for whatever we need to do to get that place loud. Well, that's, Del, that's I mean, all I have to Del Tufo I don't even know what you're talking it. about, but let's get loud. Can I say get in that ass? Harry has no idea what the hell get in that ass even meant. And you see it on his face. That was a perplexed look on his face. Like, what in the hell is get in that ass? <laughs> <laughs> so how many takes was that for Larry in that scene, JB? Yeah, maybe four versions of that. Oh. One version, it, it involves actually bringing lighter fluid and lighting that ass on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then and one involves a doormat and wiping your feet before you leave that ass. We just saw our best of the week. Well done, uh, Hoskins and, and Smitch um, at home. You guys are terrific. Our Rich Eisen show production staff is just the best, and we just saw <laughs> a little bit of uh, JB Smooth calling in yesterday. Got to go to our Twitter handle at Rich Eisen show, our YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen show. If you missed JB Smooth yesterday, back to back with him and Mayock. And I mean, again, you know, I set that whole thing up for you, try to get you DJing uh, in Vegas, Mike. And then I don't even know what you're talking about. New, it's a new <laughs> drop. A new drop. Very good, Mike. <laughs> New drop on the Rich Eisen show, Mike Mayock. We could, uh, we could use that over. And over. I don't even know what you're talking about. I mean, that's in the same vein of uh, of Belichick saying, "I have no explanation for what just happened." Right? Which that's I know another you, one. You Hang love on. that one. Hold on, well, you got it. Got to try and find it. There you go. Very good. I have no explanation for what happened. There you go. <laughs> I don't even know what an audio drop is. There you go. I mean, Bill doesn't even know what a drop is. Do your oh, no. job, Mike. Now we got a new one. 
That was Belichick at the outset of last season. We got him calling in the outset of last season, baby. That's great. Oh, yeah. So how would you, you know, like, do you want to take a couple minutes? We have some real estate here. Uh, And you are a very popular man, Mike. If I'm not mistaken, what did you say? Did you get recognized? You got recognized? Oh, Mike yeah. Del Tufo? I was out yesterday. Yeah. I had to send Because again, back. you know, one guy said that you stopped me on the, the street, literally stopped me. He stopped in a street. Yes. I was parking. I thought he wanted my spot. Which, I roll the window down and he says that he loves what, you know, our show and Del Tufo needs his own show. And so what happened? You got. So yesterday I'm out at UPS store, went yeah. in to send something back. I need okay. to get it notarized. And uh, guy goes, of course, I'm wearing the mask. Of course, because yeah. a voice, your voice sounds familiar. I pull the mask down real quick. He goes, Rich Eisen Show. I know you. I love uh, you guys. Hey. <laughs> Look at us. All right. He goes, you guys look like you have so much fun. I go, we do. We do. We, do. I, we, we really do. And you got, you got, you got, ta- you got pegged too, huh, Chris? Oh, this was this was a little while ago oh, at uh, at Bevmo. <laughs> hey, you, we are huge I mean, in Bevmos and UPSs, man. So, and you know, TJ on the Price is Right, he's now an international star. Yo, by the way, that happened last week. No lie, I was driving home. I was about a block away from my crib, and a I think it was like an Escalade pulls up next to me, and you know, I could see the car there, but I'm yeah. looking straight, and I literally hear this guy go. Is that TJ Jefferson star? The Price is Right. Nice. And I look, and it was a guy I know, Matt Wynn. I haven't seen him in like a year and a half, but okay. I was like, "Wait, you saw that?" And he goes, "Of course." And then he drove and off. And I have a car horn. I'm here all week. Wow. <laughs> I, wow. I love you, TJ. Wow. I love you. Yep. Telling jokes at the DJ booth, too. <laughs> There's the over. Hey, Rich. One thing you left out of your story was when the guy said loves the show and the guys, you didn't automatically think of us. You thought about your yeah, NFL I mean, network, guys. You that, that's true. You know, no, but that's true. That's what I get more often than not. I thought that know? too, though. I get that all the time, but now it's it's becoming, I'm not saying it's evening out, but it's getting close. <laughs> well, I mean, you <laughs> could tell us that, right? Put some respect on our name. I mean, I want to be recognized like the mooch no, but the do you show. Want, do you, uh, I will I give mean, you a, a nice 60-second piece of real estate before we get to what Justin Fields had to say, and then we'll beat it on down the line. Do you have 60 seconds you want to give you the floor, tell the Las Vegas Raiders to hire Look, you? I mean, there's no question. I mean, I'm 40-plus years of DJ. Mike, Vegas is filled with DJs. Yeah, they're hacks. I'm a professional. <laughs> Most of them. I mean, obviously, the big guys are the big guys. So, Aoki, yes, I can't walk in a room with Geta and those guys. But I better than most hacks. That yeah, but the Raiders pool. aren't getting those guys. I can open up to... an encore pool. I play music. Yeah, but those Raiders aren't getting those guys. So you know, oh, I don't you think don't this, know. You think the Raiders are going to get those yeah. those guys to, see to do Aoki the game? In that boot, I really? guarantee. I'm not sure. I'm I don't not know sure. about that. I man. think maybe one for the first maybe for the first game, maybe they got one of the big names. But after a while, I mean, yeah, Michael D could do it. Mike, also, you're going to be way cheaper than them. Let's be yeah, honest. Exactly. So plus, Mike, no, 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 hold on a second. Less expensive. Please give the man his due. You're on TV 15 hours a week. Come on, man. Like they, you know. They should tell Mike, you exactly. something. Mike, with all due respect, home date, November 21st, Cincinnati Bengals versus the Raiders. Why I mean, can't I'm that in. be you? Yeah. Why can't that be you? I could be uh, easy. It's I'd have that 21st. place rocking. It's the Sunday before Thanksgiving. He's there. I, I think that's it. I'd have that place rocking. And I could talk. Most but Mike, DJs don't you work on Sundays? Cannot, have you ever heard a DJ try to speak? Yeah, he, he's not working on Sundays. Are you working Sundays? I work Sundays, but I'll go out if I have to. You I'll take Look, in advance, we'll tell the Raiders, mark off. This date. This date. Boom. Del Tufo, ver- yeah. Del Tufo can get you the win against the Bengals because you will spin the way you do. And, yeah. And if you you have Snoop even telling them 
how good I you mean, are, right? I, I mean, this is just because, again, we're going to send this to the Raiders. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. What it do is your boy, Big Snoop D O Double G, coming at you live from Los Angeles. And my DJ, DJ Mikey D. D is in these nuts. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, how can that, the Raiders but, say no to that? And Mayock didn't say no to him. No, because no. he had no idea what we were talking about. That's the problem. So you're going to get a slow yes instead of a quick no out of Mike. That's what you're asking. <laughs> All right, there you go. I'm in. I think we, we just ca- – ca- this is I like our Lufthansa heist. This is, this is our Lufthansa heist. Brockman wants to come. He'll carry my uh, – Team well, Del Tufo. I want this to happen. You used to have to carry my crates, yeah, but we don't carry crates. What, what, Mike, you want me to hold your iPod? I mean, yeah, I can you, do it. iPod. iPod. <laughs> What did Justin Fields say in Chicago Bears uh, minicamp, Christopher? All right, Justin say? Fields. Let me hold on. Let me pull this up. I mean, you know we were going to do this. I mean, what do you got over there? Well, well I was I was lost in the moment of Mike, okay. you know, possibly being a DJ. So what did Justin Fields have to All say? Right, so Justin Fields said he was from the get go. I could feel the love from the Chicago Bears fans and how passionate our fans are. All right. Okay. Added, he's taking it day by day. Of course, he's he ready for his pro career. He's got the added benefit of not being Andy Dalton or Nick Foles. That helps. He's also from the Ohio State. He's also a first-round drafted quarterback. The floor is Mitchell Trubisky. So the ceiling is Mitchell Trubisky as well. Hey, he made the playoffs, right? Made the playoffs in year two with the current coach. Made the playoffs. Matt Nagy. There we go. Not a very high ceiling. Made the playoffs in year four. Not a a very high floor either. (laughs) So there's that. Here we go, Bears fans. Have you told uh, Adam, our call screener, that you're giving him uh, your ticket? I said he heard us yesterday. He's going to go to the game. Are we going to make him play a game? We're going to make him play the game. Oh, no, no. He has to. Yeah. That's what we will set that up. We'll talk. Was he saying week. he didn't want to commit this early to buying them from you? Yeah, he didn't early? want to commit because I'm like, it might be well, a little need over to, face value. He doesn't, like, need, he doesn't need to buy them. He can win them Yeah, if the price is right. I'll pay for them. Bam, 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 bam. It's what like is, what, here's what we're going to do. No. Here's what we'll do. We will go. We will price out a ticket. Plane ticket. Oh, they're, they're in, the tickets for the Raiders. Are we will, no. Oh, oh, price ticket. out a plane oh, ticket. plane ticket. Got it. We will price out a hotel room. We will price out the tickets, okay? All of them together. And the question is, do we make it like a showcase where he's got a bid on it? Or do we make it like Master Key, the game that you totally... Uh, Definitely do Master Key. Master key. Did not I had a win. one in five chance, Rich. All right. In which key opens up... You had a one up. in five chance of getting nothing. Which is what you and got. And you had a one in five chance of getting no, everything. Two of those keys, by the way, had, had were nothing. Yeah. Two of the keys were nothing. Two of the keys were nothing. nothing. Uh, That's what Drew told me. Drew is in carry? Well, not Rosenhaus. First name, not Rosenhaus. Not Bledsoe. Not Breeze. I want to play Hill Climber. That's called Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. I'm in Cliffhanger. I'm sorry. (laughs) Hill Climber. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Rich. I can't give cash and prizes out. Mike, and you want to be our DJ? I mean, come on. You want to be Vegas' DJ. Could you imagine first. First one out of the gate, you hit the wrong button and no, it's the, no, it's no, the no, cliffhanger. No, 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 I don't screw up when I'm DJing. Here we go. No, hit. Just go oh. one more to one more time. Here we go, everybody. First down. First down for the Raiders. <laughs> Get hype. <laughs> and then, and then, and then Mayock comes to you and goes, I thought you said you could DJ. And then Del Tufo does his usual thing. goes, I'm helping you climb. I'm trying to help you climb. <laughs> Can't you do We're heights? climbing down the field. The new heights. The end zone. I think I'm wrong. This, this show is over.
You're right, Brockman. I think there was just one key. That Thank you to Jackie McMullen, Mike Florio, Louis Riddick, Christina Hendricks. When we come back on the air, we will know who's playing in and who's not in the NBA. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will chat on Monday.